0: Caleb in the corner who works for you, he's your creative director. If Caleb said to me, no, Caleb said to you, he said, Alex, I wanna be a millionaire. Yeah. What would you say to him? What advice would you give to him? He says, listen, I've heard you doing all these podcasts, you're running around, Mm. I've been filming the camera, but I've been filming, I've been listening. Yeah. And this millionaire stuff, this sounds amazing. Yeah. So what advice, how old are you, Caleb? 29 what advice would you give to 29 year old caleb if he said to you alex how do how do you knowing me how do you think i become a millionaire
1: so there's a lot of ways to do it it just depends on which way you want to go so say so first off you can stay at acquisitions that'll probably happen on a long enough time horizon just because we're gonna get really big we're already pretty big and we're just getting started <laughs> um so like i i genuinely believe that and that's 100 percent my goals that every single person that that we have um becomes very very wealthy um, because I'm going to die and it's not going to matter anyways. And if everybody else can make some too, great. Um, so that is a path. Another path is he peels off and goes on his own and starts a business of some sort. And so it depends on whether he wants to make the business itself what his core skill is, which would be like media and maybe services around media, or using the skill that he has of media in an opportunity and he gets two or three other people to maybe co-found it with who have other complementary skills. And then he just runs that division or portion of the business uh within the larger context and that's like a classic question of like i'm really good at making wallets like what do i do it's like well you can continue to make them and then when you can't make as many as you have demand because you're so good at it you can either raise the price and just continue to keep raising the prices until eventually you become versace of 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 wallets and you make tons of profit but you don't have tons of units and that's okay and you're a luxury brand or you put on the put on the business owner hat and you say okay how do i mechanize the wallet building process and I become more businessy. And so I think it's like, do I want to be the artist or do I want to be the entrepreneur? Both of them are fine. It depends which one you feel like you're more naturally inclined to or have a higher likelihood of success doing. I like the game of business. I've played lots of different games in terms of industries. Like I like the game overall. I don't feel like I have a particular art. Like I don't think I'm really good at any aspect of business. I feel like I've been decent enough to not make one of them the constraint. Like I'm not a great copywriter, but I'm good enough that that's not going to be the limiter. Like I'm, I'm I'm good enough like I'm good enough at hiring that I can make sure that that's not the limiting factor, right? And so that's kind of how I think about it in terms of business growth overall, and so it'd be the same thing with Caleb is like we have to identify what the constraint of the of the system is and then deconstrain it.
0: When you say talent stacking, I've heard you say that yeah. a few times. What do you mean by that?
1: So, this is one of my favorite topics. Um many skills like one plus one equals five <laughs> when you put them together. So let's say you have somebody who's really good at math in the beginning. That as a skill, not super monetizable, right? Okay, well then you learn bookkeeping. Okay, well now you had a proclivity for math, but you learned something that um, has value in the business world. Okay, then you learn to you know, get your CPA and now you become an accountant. Okay, more valuable. Um, then you start studying around uh, tax law and insurance and you're like, oh, significantly more valuable. And then you learn how to how capital markets work and how debt markets work, right? And, and you understand how mergers and acquisitions work. And all of a sudden you are a CFO and then you learn how to sell and promote a little bit. And all of a sudden now you're a rainmaker. And so you still needed to be good at math, but when you stack these other skills on top of it, the original math skill becomes significantly more valuable when you have these skills on top. But each one kind of requires the one before, which is why one of the things I hate about kind of the entrepreneur world a little bit is like they'll learn something new and then poo-poo the thing before it's like i'm not upset at the teacher who taught me arithmetic because i learned algebra one was necessary for the next and so um as entrepreneurs a lot of times it takes i think the self-awareness to say like where am i at on my skill stacking adventure right and each skill every skill you add to your skill tool belt makes the rest of your skills more valuable which is why I think it's so cool, which is why I'm such a big advocate for education overall. And that's, I mean, mission of acquisition is not gonna make business accessible to everyone. Um, that's why we put all this free stuff out there. Is because like, if we can give people enough skills, they'll be able to stack them on their own and then just achieve whatever they want in a totally different way, if you'll allow me to go there. It's like, you look at Jay-Z, right? Maybe he was somebody who naturally had rhythm, right? And so then all of a sudden he learned how to rap. Okay, took his rhythm, put in a rap, okay. And then he made his first CD, okay? And then he learned how to promote, ooh, significantly more valuable. And then he learned how to make a label. And then he learned how to recruit other artists. And so he still needed to learn how to know how to promote the other artists. If he didn't know how to promote at all, he wouldn't have been able to do it. But once he had the label, he got significantly more leverage on the skill of promotion. And he could recognize people because of his skill in rapping and rhythm. And so like each of these skills stacks on top, and then eventually he, he pinnacled into Beyonce as his, as his top skill. I'm just kidding. Like, where is he going? (laughs) Um, but no, but like, that's the idea. So like, and that's why I'm just like, learn the skill, find the next skill. And, and the nice thing is that it doesn't even matter how disparate the skills are. Like if Jay-Z is really good at math and understands capital markets and understands the label, those combine to, into another cool melange, right? A little French word, like mix of skills. That's like unique to Jay-Z. And the longer you play the game, the more skills you get and the more unique you are mix of skills is and that to me is like the coolest part about business and just like education in general
0: i i, I stumbled across a bit of a a similar but maybe adjacent idea um in my career where I, when i learned when my company went public on a stock exchange in um, europe i then learned from an investment bank when we were having the meetings with the banks we went on this roadshow, met 20 different investment banks we were considering an ipo um, in another country, they told me that our business would be worth four times more if it was just on a different stock market. If you move it to the NASDAQ, the exact same business would be worth four times more, which meant that my net worth would be Forexed just by taking the exact same business and moving it to a different stock exchange. And I thought about that um, a couple of years later when I was thinking about the skill set that I had acquired over my career, which was this skill set of marketing and social media and entrepreneurship. And I was thinking, you have to not just have the skill, but know what market to apply it to. And what ended up happening—I've never told this story before—but um, <clears throat> I looked, I looked for an industry where my skill set was in least supply but highest demand, and return the greatest. And it turned out that industry, in terms of social media marketing and storytelling, I felt was most in demand and would return the greatest value. For companies that were about to IPO. Because essentially, when you're gonna IPO, if you have a good story, it can swing your valuation by hundreds of millions. Or in the case of the first company I worked with, when they IPO listed at three billion, um, billions. Yeah. And so my skill set of social media and marketing, I could do what with it? I could go help a local gym and yeah. get paid a thousand bucks. Or I could go help a company that was in the lead up to an IPO that was, you know, where I where I can potentially add hundreds of millions in value and take seven million as part of a, an equity deal. So upon leaving my first company, the equity arrangement that I had was valued uh, somewhere between four, uh, I'm gonna say between, it depends because the share price fluctuated. Yeah. But I think on the day of the IPO, the equity that I got for, for the nine to 12 months work that I'd done was worth in the region of seven to $8 million.
1: Right.
0: Nine months work. Yeah. Basically freelance. Yeah. You know, same skill stack. But apply to an industry that would would pay me more for the same skills, um, and so I thought a lot about that, and that's ultimately why we started our company, which is now called Flight Story. We have a um, probably at the time of the airing this about a hundred people. We started the company about a, about a year and a half ago. Oh, crazy! And that's basically that's applying the skill set we have to industries where that need it. And we started out in the IPO market, did a, a little bit of work in the um, biotech market, um, and now we've kind of broadened out. But people don't think about that a lot. You like my skill set, where is it in highest demand and can pay the most? You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere. And the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere. And the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite